take a look at what we've been able to do, uh, you'd have to acknowledge we made enormous progress. Both of his administration's priorities have failed in Congress. The infrastructure spending package Build Back Better and a federal voting rights bill. Although Biden says he could still pass it in big chunks, if not the full package. He acknowledged his administration could have done more on COVID-19 testing and that he could do better to connect with the American people. However, Biden defended U.S. job and new business growth and low unemployment. One challenge he said he underestimated was pushback from the opposing party. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Border security. Maybe one thing they're for. Biden's Democrats are fighting laws, to retain control of Congress laws, amid falling approval ratings and a flood of Republican-backed state cuts, laws that civil rights advocates say could suppress black and minority votes. Midterm elections will be held this November. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Cross's Talk. This is your host, James Cross. I want to thank you for being here. Uh, today's episode is about Biden's first year. Um, also, we're going to be discussing some of the educational things going on locally. Um, I want to get some feedback from you guys to see about questions that we want to ask our local school board. I want to see how many people know about CRT and what it actually is and what are, they are teaching our children in school. Um, also, I know everybody's probably getting a little bit down. It's that time of year. You know, the holiday just went through. Everything's going up. Seems like our wages are staying the same. I want to give you guys hope. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to tell you why we need to keep faith and keep hope and stay positive. Things are going to work out. You know, the president, he has the audacity to sit there and say, what are president, uh, the Republicans for? And I didn't realize the stalt worst effort that Republicans would have against President Biden. Well, let's see, Joe. You, you you start your inauguration off by, you know, secluding 72, roughly 72 million Americans as insurrectionist terrorists that need to be incinerated off the earth. And everyone that ever voted for Trump is the same thing. That's divisive, Joe. I'm sorry. You said you were going to unite us. I felt like you were singling people out that didn't happen to agree with the, with the way you think. Which is why I didn't vote for you. Which is why I take offense to when you did that interview with Charlemagne. If you, you ain't black, if you don't f- vote for Joe Biden, we're going to get into that. Don't you guys worry. So I want to go over some of the things that Biden has done and hasn't done. And have a little discussion about each one. Not too much, but that's the the flow of today's show. So the first thing I'm going to start with is Biden's horrible Afghanistan withdrawal. Which we still have Americans stuck in Afghanistan that cannot come home. That are using private organizations, not government, but private citizens are making groups to go over there to rescue Americans that Biden has stranded there. Not to mention, the real kicker is, well, this two-part kicker. First part, 
We had over like $85 billion in new equipment. I'm talking Comanche helicopters, night vision goggles, AR-50s, all kinds of Bagram Air Force, which is a uh, crucial military base spot that we should have maintained control over. Um, But also, he allowed the same people that we went in there 20 years ago, the same people that are responsible for what happened on 9-11, take control over the country that we just spent 20 years occupying, losing numerous of lives. It makes you ask you, makes you ask you, makes you want to ask yourself, is he stupid? Or is it that they think we're stupid? I know the answer to that. I'm sure you guys do too. Second thing he did, he lost in the Supreme Court. He lost vaccine mandates. Everyone kept saying you can't force people to put shit in their body, but he didn't want to listen because he's not a unifier. He's not a, he doesn't reach across the aisle. He doesn't want to compromise. He doesn't want to listen. It's his way or the highway. He's frustrated. Remember, which gave, and that's part of the reason I want you guys to stay hopeful, stay with faith and stay believing in this country because Those checks and balances seem to be working. A lot of people would like to say that we can, like uh, Stephen Colbert was talking about getting rid of the Senate and getting rid of the judicial because the judicial and the Senate are pretty much the same thing. No, they are not. And that shows the amount of ignorance of Elizabeth Warren, who is a United States senator, Pocahontas, the ignorance of her to not correct him. To say no, judicial, legislative, and executive are three separate branches of governments that are meant to check and balance each other. But she didn't say that. She went along with this fairy tale leftist wish list. It's getting sickening, you guys, you know? Number three, he killed the Keystone Pipeline on his very first day of office, signed the executive order. Also, it hurts our neighbors to the north, Canada, which was a part of that agreement, which had invested in that agreement, which our president didn't even discuss with their president about what he was going to do. And he ruined energy independence for America. How is that a good thing? I don't want to be getting oil from European countries. I don't want to be tapping into the oil reserves for the first time in 50 years. I don't want to pay $6 a gallon when I go to the pump. And I sure to damn don't want your electric car that you didn't even have the mind to, to work with the best in that business. Elon Musk, shout out to you, brother. Excuse me. But he didn't even work with the best, and now you're going to think that people are going to run out and buy these cars? Does anybody trust anything the government does? Is it reliable? I don't think so. Four. Number four. The increase of inflation and the price of everything has caused a major increase of spending for every average American. He did that by cutting the, the pipeline making us dependent upon our fuel reserves, making us 
you know, fire people for not vaccine mandates, short staff people, can't get people to work because of the unemployment benefits. And it's just been one thing after the other, and people are wondering why the shelves are empty. Well, first, you incentivize people to stay home, not work. You don't realize how ridiculous these mandates are for COVID when we do not have people dropping dead every day. Yes, you're sick. Yes, you don't feel well. But that mean we close our schools up, kick our kids out, send them home, learn on a screen. You'll be all right. No, I don't think so. Kids need interaction. Kids need to be in the school. And this brings me to a point. I want you guys to submit questions that you want me to ask to the school board in our local area because I'm going in for another interview that will be on a podcast with the superintendent. Now, I have met with him before, but he had kind of just started the job. I was just kind of getting a feel with him. I really wasn't expecting him to meet with me, so I really didn't take it as an interview process. I took it more as a private parent Um going in on the behalf of my daughter so i hope you guys stay tuned to that that one's gonna be good because i'm gonna ask them some tough questions like are you teaching crt to my child what are you teaching her what are you teaching her about black history what are you teaching her about american history are you teaching her that there was plenty of white people that did prominent things to move forward the cause of black people and vice versa that's why america is called a diverse country Because we're supposed to be working together, no matter your color, race, religion, or creed. And I believe that. And I will always believe that. And I hope you believe that. And that's part of the principles that I'm installing here on my platform. My business. Cross is taught. Remember that name. Number five. He did a great job at pandering to the sensitive race issues for the votes. Now I gotta ask. What has Biden done since he's been in office for black Americans? Have you even heard him mention anything besides Jim Crow 2.0, which is pandering? Let me ask the question this way. Have you heard Joe Biden mention any issues? And it shouldn't even be a white or black thing because our communities are pretty much broken apart by poor or rich. Um, But anyways... Have you heard Biden say anything about the black race other than having it to do with pandering? So, for example, has he said, you know, we got to increase the we got to increase the amount of fathers that are in the homes in our urban communities. And I want to install a program that's going to do that. Nope, he hasn't. He's a panderer. He doesn't give a shit about you, me, or anybody else. He cares about votes. He cares about power. He cares about making sure that he has the power to ensure that his son is never held accountable, (gasps) excuse me, for his behavior. The money from China, the money from Ukraine. Biden on tape admitting he did a quid pro quo with the attorney general of Ukraine. And... Son of a bitch. Two hours later, he was fired. Those are Joe's words, not mine. Now, has he given funding to the HBCUs? 
No, no, he hasn't. You want to hear something fucked? Trump did, and he's the biggest orange racist on this earth. How could that be? Why would Trump do that? Why wouldn't he just do the pandering thing? That seems to work for the, the Democrats. Oh, maybe he really wanted to make positive change and didn't give a shit about the Washington establishment. Now, I am not a Trump defender. I am not going to die on the stake for Donald Trump. But what I'm saying is, is his presidency was 10 times more successful in the sense of policy and the effect on the American people than Biden's first year. And if you disagree with me, I would love to have a conversation. You just comment down below. Reach out to me on my YouTube channel. You can find me on Facebook as well. James Eli Cross. Also, you know, Build Back Better failed. And he wants to point the fingers at Republicans as if, there's no accountability in this man's body. I, I, I sincerely believe it. And people wonder why Hunter is the way he is. Build Back Better failed. It failed because it was going to make the country broke. They tried lying. The messaging was effed up. They tried lying to us. Oh, it doesn't cost anything. Oh, it's already paid for. Oh, it won't increase inflation. Oh, it will only be temporary. They lied. Oh, Joe Manchin's with us. Oh, Christian Simon is with us. All the Democrats are with us. They lied. Then they had activists go out and harass these people because they're not allowed to have a different opinion of them if you're in the Democratic Party, apparently. And that's what it that's what it that's what the message was to me when I saw the video of Christian Cinema being chased into a bathroom. Like, don't agree with us. You're in for it. And I don't, I don't like that. That's not how politics works. That's not how it's supposed to be work. I'm okay with your fundamental rights to peacefully protest and to contest your government and all that. But you don't follow a woman into the bathroom harassing her about a legislative bill. That's childish and immature and it's not needed. I'm sick and tired of the lack of accountability. He has had more people die under his watch of COVID than Donald Trump did. And during the election and during the debate, Biden said he is responsible for each and every one of those deaths. So to use his words, Biden, you're responsible. And... The fifth thing is President Biden in his inaugural speech and all out throughout the debate and all throughout any time anybody around was of any significance, he said he was going to be a leader that unites us, that brings us together, that, that he was going to unite our country and include all the people. But no, he hasn't. He wants to divide us. He wants you to hate Republicans as if they're domestic terrorists. And especially if you don't agree with something that he agrees with, they will do whatever to discredit you. He says at the end of his clip, what do Republicans want? What do Republicans want? 
Because anybody name one thing that Republicans want. Well, Joe, I'm going to tell you right now for free. And you're welcome, buddy. You know, Biden said, name one thing Republicans are for. And I'm going to name them. For one, we're for economic equality for all Americans, which means not overspending and making sure that we have a balanced budget for once. Republicans believe in the right of the person. We believe in the inalienable rights for them to make decisions for themselves or their families on their own reconnaissance. That includes medical decisions, personal decisions, and so on and so forth. The government should have no say-so in my personal life. Republicans also believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in the right to bear arms and to defend yourself and to defend your property and to defend your livelihood. And I want to emphasize on this point a little bit, especially with the crime rates. Now, I'm originally from PA. You probably don't hear that shit in my voice when I'm speaking because I've been up here in uh, Vermont so long. But this year alone is a 500% increase in violent crimes in the city of Philadelphia. I'm talking gun violence. I'm talking last week there was a three-year-old child on the stoop of his house. That was shot by a gang member's stray bullet and lost his life. Did we hear the president come out and condole his family? Did we hear the vice president come out with a GoFundMe to help with the medical costs or the funeral costs like she did for the rioters in Portland and Minneapolis? No, we didn't because it doesn't fit the narrative. And I'm not yelling at y'all. I just want y'all to understand that they are pushing a narrative and you need to be smarter than the narrative. The narrative is, is that we're victims. The narrative is that it's acceptable for our communities to be hogwild violent and it's acceptable for nobody to say nothing. But then you want to get up there and say black lives matter. And I want to say F you. You don't give a shit. You give a shit about Moving your own selfish needs forward. If BLM gave a shit about Black Lives Matter or Black Lives Mattering, which is fucking divisive in itself, we should say all American lives matter, period. Because at the end of the day, the one thread that's supposed to keep us together, no matter if I'm pro-abortion and you're anti-abortion, is the fact that we love this country more than our enemies could hate us. And we're not doing that. We're not fulfilling that. And if we don't, this country won't be the country that I remember as a child when my daughter's my age. It's like that saying of uh, Ronald Reagan, Gener uh, freedom is only a generation away from extinction. Think about that. And it is our job to preserve it for the next generation. Or one day we will be sitting on the porch telling them about how America used to be. Quote Ronald Reagan. Now, I may be wrong on some of the words in there, but you get the gist of it. And I'm tired of it. You know where you know who you know who's the most 
like gun sales have gone up and you want to know the demographic that's the largest amount compared to the NRA it's women women are going out and buying guns and I think there's multitudes of reasons for that one because fathers or, or, or men are not stepping up and handing our responsibilities as we should B women have this idea that they don't need men and men are all pieces of shit and are on their feminist sh stuff and or they just want to feel safe in their home which everybody has the right to you know everybody has the right to defend your property defend your family and defend your livelihood thank you to the founders who put that in the Constitution because God knows where we would be without it and it's the Bill of Rights to be real specific that really saves our inalienable rights Republicans are also are for picking people not off what boxes they check for group members or identity group members but what qualifications they have what experience do they bring are they a good team member? Are they well diverse? Are they polite? Nope. President Biden literally came out before he even vetted a VP candidate. I guarantee you. They didn't even vet. Because if they did, you could have came out with someone way better than Kamala Harris. And I don't mean to shit on Kamala Harris because she's a woman. And because she's black. By the way, I'm black. And... By the way, you were born in Canada. By the way, you're a liar. By the way, you're a fraud. By the way, you're a pander. By the way, you lick your finger and you stick it in the air. And whatever way the wind's blowing is the way you go. I don't respect politicians like that. And neither should you. They're there for their own motivations and that's it. Border security. Republicans are for border security. Now, this one I'm going to get into a little bit. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing our Homeland Security Director say, we're going to do it in a humane, uh, how do you say that, as humanely and ethical as possible. Well, I can't think of his name at this very moment. It will hit me when I'm done, but uh, Mayorkas, is it? The director of Homeland Security? Pretty sure it's Mayorkas. Okay, so Mayorkas says that he inherited a system that was in shambles. No, you're lying, Mr. Mayorkas. You did not inherit an immigration system that was in shambles. Did you inherit an immigration system that still needs change? Of course, because I want you to remember this, my viewers, my friends, that there is no perfect solutions in political, social, economic issues. You could only have trade-offs. For example, I'm going to use this border thing since we're talking about it. Trump was very strict border security, wanted zero tolerance. No, you're not playing me with coming across with a kid and then you go and murder, get a DUI, never show up to court, so on and so forth. Power on. But Trump 
was super strict. So the messaging that was being sent out was do not effing go there. Trump is not playing. He ain't going to let you in. It don't matter if you got a kid or not. You're still going to wait through the proper process. You're not going to cut the line and cut the people that have been doing it the right way. How is that fair to them? How is that equitable to them? Somebody from, I don't know, Asia, middle of Ukraine, that's done the visa process, that done the immigration process the right way. And you come across the border, you get in, the Biden administration's handing you money, they're handing you medical care, they're giving you a place to stay, they're giving you a sponsor, and they're shipping you off anywhere they want without even speaking with the governors about it. How is that okay? When you go home at night, you lock your front door, I guarantee it. I do. I got three locks on my door because I want to ensure that my home is safe when I'm here and when I'm not here. And I believe that we should be treating our country as if it is our home. It is. And if we don't keep it safe, who the hell is? You think Russia's going to sign up to keep us safe? You think the French are going to sign up to keep us safe? With how we backstabbed them with the deal with Germany? No. Biden has screwed us on our foreign policy as well. People do not respect America. They think we blow with the wind, we're all talk, and we don't carry a big stick, as Reagan would say. Putin knows that he can do what he wants, that he can push Biden over. Why do you think Biden wouldn't speak on camera with Putin side by side? Because then you would see the immoral aptitude of Biden and the strength and vigor that Putin possesses and portrays to his people. Putin is a killer, but he's a effing leader. And at the end of the day, we need one of them because we have a lot of serious work to get done. We have a lot of people we need to get out of Washington establishment that are there. Elon Omar, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, Chris Christie, Ted Cruz. Shall I keep going? We need to get the system cleansed. All of it. I'm not pointing the fingers at Republicans and I'm not pointing the fingers at Democrats because it's been both parties that have put us in the position that we are. That's the way our system works. We are one united country. Now, I'm going to be paying attention to the voter ID laws and the conversation that's going on with that. And that's probably going to be my next podcast. But honestly, I'm going to be working into I'm getting into the studio here in my local town. I'm going to be giving you some visual content. It's going to be called Crosses Talk. It's going to be on Northwest Television here in St. Albans, Vermont. I will put the, the links to the video on my YouTube channel, my Facebook page. Uh, just keep an eye out. Tell your friends about me. Um, we're just trying to get the truth out there. Trying to bring facts back to the base. And uh, how people make the decisions and not feelings. Also, I hope you guys all have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, here at Crosses Talk, 
We're making common sense common again. Thank you and Godspeed.